you're just funny. It's, it's you know the way you tell the story and everything. Funny how. Come here, come here though. Yeah, he's crazy, Dick. Who are you? We interrupt this program to bring you a special report. Are you ready? To uh to finally put a face <laughs> to the name. Yeah, this is what this is what it looks like. <laughs> Nothing special. It's just what it is. <laughs> Fair enough, man. Same over here. So nice setup you got. It looks like you're working with the road. Very nice. It was actually a gift that took two years to get to me. Oh, no shit. Gift from where? Just a friend or <laughs> fellow podcaster? It was from Road. It was actually from, uh, I think it was Road. Oh, cool. Um, there was, there was a promotion they ran, and um, I think I warned it on Twitter, and there was this lengthy conversation on how I would get it. And, <laughs> and then I had to have somebody go to Podcast Movement last year, help me pick it up, ship it to Kenya, ship it to Ghana, then ship it to Nigeria. Oh, jeez. I finally got it. <laughs> so, so that's where you're at, yeah? Nigeria? Yes, Lagos. Lagos, Nigeria. Okay. I'm not going to pretend like I know geographically anything <laughs> we're about we're about six hours apart so um it's 7 32 p.m here i'm okay. guessing it's about 1 32 p.m where you are yeah so we're ahead. very cool so uh yeah let's let's get right into it man so what what exactly i mean first of all thanks for connecting um we first met via linkedin and uh it's such a cool place to uh to meet fellow creators and podcasters and to me linkedin's become like the yeah. new facebook you know what i mean <laughs> so it it's uh it's definitely not i mean i don't want to say it's not as professional because of course it is but it's uh it's a cool way to connect and and to meet fellow you know people that are like-minded in your industry and stuff so um yeah i've been i've been hosted a podcast for quite some time but tell me a little bit about uh what you do and you know your interest and and all that stuff in audio. Okay. Um, my journey into audio began in 2004. I, I was an intern at a state-owned radio station here in Lagos. And um, cool. one day um, I had a conversation with someone and somebody walked by and, um, <laughs> and asked, you know, if that was my voice. And I said it was. And they were like, okay, could you come <laughs> read the script? I uh, said, okay, I'll read it. So they took me into the marketing mix, which was the production suite. And um, it was this um, PSA for the Lagos Water Corporation or so. And I read it and um, somebody else heard it and was like, okay, so you can do this. Um, I'll need you to read a script for me too. And um, along the line, someone else was like, okay, um, could you come on my show? And you know, just talk about anything you like about music. Um, I'll handle the music. You just, you know, work on pop culture, things happening in the on the entertainment scene, and um, we'll see where it goes from there. So that's how I actually, you know, got on radio. But I'd loved radio since I was a kid. Um, my house was always um, filled with music. Um, I had this habit of um, leaving my favorite radio stations on throughout the night. I just <laughs> turned down the volume the volume knob, you know, and I leave it there. And in the morning, I just, you know, turn it up again. So my radio was never off. Um, I enjoyed a lot of breakfast shows growing up. In fact, um, one of my biggest influences on radio, I ended up working with him. He used to um, host a breakfast show 
um, that I loved so much. You know, I loved his intelligence, loved his deep draw, loved his uh, choice of music and the way he segued between speech bands and, you know, music. And I ended up working with him. Um, wow, that's wild. Yeah, so that, yeah, it was. Um, so, yeah, that, uh, 2004, I got in and um, it wasn't paid. I don't think I started getting paid until I got a full job three years later. Um mm. But yeah, my journey started on radio and then podcasting started about 10 years ago. Um, it was supposed to be a sort of transition from my time on radio. I was getting bored with how radio was being run. Um, there was no excitement there yeah. for me anymore. And I still wanted to do some things in the audio space. And then I didn't even know it was called podcasting at the time. I just yeah, took some of the ideas. Relatively, I already had. relatively new 10 years ago. Yeah. You know, yes, yeah. it was. So I took the you know ideas of some of the things I was working on radio, and um, since I could produce myself, you know, I put them together. Um, found um, uh, the, the, there was SoundCloud, but before I started using SoundCloud, there was another Hawkshare. Yes, so I think I'm right. yeah, yeah, okay, it wasn't as big <laughs> yeah, as, so as put, what SoundCloud is, but no, yeah. it wasn't. Yeah, it wasn't. So I'll put my stuff on Hawkshare. I'll put the same stuff on SoundCloud. And then I think wow. about six months down the line, I discovered Podbean. And that was when, you know, this whole thing with podcasting happened. And I was like, okay, whatever is happening in this space, I want to be a part of it. Whether I'm producing, whether I'm hosting, I just want to learn everything I can about the space. And I don't think I've turned back since. I'm not producing as much um, content as... Um, I was when I started because I'm looking for different ways to just be in a position to represent the space here. Mm. And one of the things affecting us here is um, access to information and awareness. So I want to be the sort of person who's able to bridge that gap. So I've been I spending more time. Yeah, I've been spending more time curating a newsletter and then, you know, helping some other teams run their packages. Yeah, my kid. Oh, okay. Okay. No worries. <laughs> <laughs> hey, but this is the this is the pleasure also curse about hosting a podcast from home. It's you know, it's there's good mm -hmm. and bad. It is. It is. Um, <laughs> it but is. that's that's so great, man, because you know, it's it's obviously um I can't really relate too much because in the States we have too much information and most of mm. it is bullshit. So it's it's refreshing. <laughs> It's refreshing for someone like yourself who's kind of looking at this and looking at it as like a positive and saying you have mm -hmm. a lack of information, so you want to be mm -hmm. the liaison to get your community and, and the country that information, mm -hmm. which, uh, mm -hmm. you know, I would imagine is, is kind of stressful, but also it's got to be kind of exciting because it's such an interesting way to... It's exciting. There's, there's always something yeah. happening in the space. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Now, do, yeah, you, now, do you find yourself... Um, to to be to bridge that gap are you trying to educate the community and you know and and your neighborhood on podcasting itself local events social culture like what what's kind of your space what you want to what you've been talking about in your community um basically it's about what the structure um how would i put this um trying to blend the talents here and the opportunities here with what already exists, you know, in the podcast space, uh, you know, because we have to do these things in bits. Sure. Um, in some other parts of the world, you're talking about marketing and um, uh, advanced, uh, you know, 
portions of that. But right now, we're still dealing with people who have fantastic ideas. Um, it was one of the things I, you know, was experiencing on radio as well, where people really came up with really awesome ideas, but couldn't put them on radio because of certain restrictions. And then you now have podcasting, allowing Same. people to express themselves as much as they would. So I'm trying to get those kind of people to bring those kind of ideas, you know, into the space for those who started trying to help them stay on the journey because it does get exhausting. Um, people are port fading either because they don't have the time, they yeah. lack a structure. So we're trying to help them out with that, working with the barest minimum. We still have the issues of uh, internet connectivity. So, you know, their cha the, our challenges are still very basic, but sure. there is no dearth of content. There's so much to talk about. I'm also trying to encourage a lot of people to move away from what's common, move away from what seems to be trending mm. and, you know, walk in spaces that are really niched down. I've been um, facilitating a podcast class for a platform called um, the Broadcast Radio Masterclass, where I'm currently the operations lead and we're changing um, our training format. And mm. from 2017 till date, Everything I've said every year has changed. Yeah. Whatever worked in 2017 was different in 2018, different in 2019. So it was always interesting to encounter some of these guys a little later down the line. And they're like, what you told us then? And I'm like, look, I'm just learning as much yeah. as you guys are. So, you know, walk with me, you yeah. know, stick with me, even though we're not in the classroom anymore. And we'll learn this together. That's right. So, you know, that's... Basically, we're trying to, I'm trying to, um, I'm working with a lot of people. We're building communities. We're working on our own culture structure here. Yeah, I love that. And, you know, it is, things are changing, man. I mean, I um, I own a content yeah, business yeah. myself where uh, mm -hmm. we, we curate and create uh, user-generated content for a lot of brands, which is kind of this new thing. Okay. I'm sure you're familiar with it where I don't know how big it is in, in your country, but it's kind of that TikTok, those TikTok videos, tutorial. Yeah, they're, big, yeah. Yeah, they're, they're huge. So um, UGC, user-generated content, is what we specialize in as well as I do podcast coaching for a lot of brands. And I'm finding that as awesome. well to where the coaching that I do and the companies and people that I work with and they're building their brands and their podcasts, you know, I've helped them mm -hmm. a year ago and then obviously things are, are constantly changing. Up. Yeah. And, you know, yeah. it's with podcasting, it's kind of, it's kind of weird because unlike radio, where mm -hmm. um, there's a lot of similarities in terms of you know uh, equipment and uh, audio formats and things like that, but then you dive into distribution and what you do on mm -hmm. Apple for a podcast is different than what you would do on Spotify or maybe a YouTube. And there's a lot True. of moving parts into True. each of those platforms and distribution channels versus like when you're on you know KBX. 972 FM, it's you're just putting it out to that radio station. That's it. There's no yeah, moving parts, it's just broadcasting, and mm -hmm. that's all you got to do. Versus, like, here I'm realizing, okay, if you want to do live streaming, multiple channels, yeah. And you know, if you want to do live streaming and you do these multiple channels, and sometimes you could do it all at once. And then if you're doing a YouTube, sometimes you don't want that content, your ending video, where you might do a little content like, hey, check out my other videos here. No one on, on audio and a Spotify or a, an Apple or iTunes cares about that last 20 seconds of the video. So like, are you going to implement that into the audio format as well? 
and you know you have to do different edits and different things and it's just it's very complex and i feel like it's getting more and more complex as the years go on it is you know which, it is um a lot's changing um you know we i think earlier on for me it wasn't too difficult to tell someone you know go find me at a particular place now but you're now having to like look for your audiences on these different platforms and then shape your message you know to suit these audiences on these platforms you speak certain languages post at certain times mm. when i started i didn't really care about where i had to post. I was like look my stuff is up there it's up there go check it out That's right. but now you have to like tell people if it's there it has to be there consistently at this time even though it's on demand you know so yeah yeah a lot's changed yeah and definitely for the better i mean i even saw an article uh that said tiktok is going to start dipping more into the podcast have you heard about this yes uh, i think i was reading about it yesterday but yeah. it's uh I, I i'm not too sure how they want to get into this because what i saw was that they had a feature right. that was added uh, you know to tiktok and then they called it podcast and then it's supposed to be a feature that allows you listen to audio in the background while you do other things but right. then is it really a podcast feature Correct. And also, too, I look at like the where the concept might make sense because, you know, Spotify does that, right? Where you can listen to yeah, a podcast as well as watch YouTube or TikTok videos if you wanted YouTube. to. Right. But then mm -hmm. you also like, okay, so if I'm listening to a podcast, I don't know about you, but I'm a huge podcast fan. So mm -hmm. for me, when I listen to a podcast, if I'm not watching it, if I'm just listening to the background, I might work mm. out, maybe I'm driving in the car, but I'm not like working usually because I, if I'm focused on work, I'm focused on work. If I'm focused on the okay. podcast, I'm focused on the podcast because typically my podcast, I want to consume the content, digest it, mm. and it's usually useful information. It's not like I'm just listening to comedy podcasts where you can just have it in mm. the background. Sometimes I do that, but most of the time it's like a podcast that I want to learn from. And True. I feel like if I'm if I'm watching TikTok and also listening to a podcast, I don't know if I'm soaking in that podcast as much as I could. No, I, so. I, I think I share your sentiments too. I, I have that issue, even though, you know, it's it's been one of the things we used to argue, you know, in interest of podcasts that you can, you know, listen while you do all the things. But I found it difficult myself to listen to a podcast I really like and not soak myself in it. That's right. Um, even if it's just me sitting down with my eyes closed, but I really want to concentrate on what I'm listening to when yeah. it comes to a podcast. Yeah, and I even found yeah. that because I've been having issues falling asleep lately. And by lately, ah. I mean like 10 years. Um, but I, Whoa. <laughs> that's a long time. Yeah, I've, I've implemented a lot of things, but I, a, big, a big thing is uh, I cut out caffeine and alcohol. So I don't do okay. that anymore, and that's helped a lot. Um, but I've always struggled and I never knew why. And I've done sound machines and all this bullshit and uh, all these different remedies. And I even tried like podcasting for a while at night because I, I love it. But I never, because I thought to myself, well, maybe if I have like, you know, I don't know, Joe Rogan or something in the background, I might fall asleep. And okay. I don't. I'm so intense mm. and focused on that podcast that it ends up keeping me up. And then I was like, mm. all right, I need to get away from that. So now I do like, you know, meditation music and that obviously helps a lot. But I, oh, uh, awesome. 
Yeah, but I think a lot of people have a perception of like podcasts as almost like a movie in the background that you're comfortable with. But if you really yeah. enjoy the podcast, it's like a book. I mean, if a book is very, they always say if you want to fall asleep at night, you read mm-hmm. a book, but you read a book that is not necessarily boring, but you don't want to read a book that is like motivational. You know, you don't want to mm-hmm. read a book that says like 12 rules of life. You don't want to read that at night because then your mind is going to be racing at night and you're yeah. not going to be asleep. You want like maybe reading a book of fiction or erotica or history or something that's going to be like kind of in and out of your brain. You don't want to soak it up yeah. too much. And that's how I feel with podcasts is, you know, I, I want to listen to these podcasts and learn something from it. You know, True. Same here. Same with me. I want to be entertained but informed at the same time. Yeah, and, exactly. Um, yeah, those are the kind of episodes I listen to. That's right. And do you find yourself uh, for your own podcast? I mean, how are you typically finding your guests? Do you have uh, friends and family um, on? Do you? How do you do it? My my podcast. Um, what I decided to focus on um, in twenty twenty one up to this point. It's only twenty episodes, and it's very uh, very deliberate. Um, nice. I was trying to uh, break it into stages where. Um, I create the content first, and then I spend an, a lot of time walking around all the ways to repurpose the content again. Now, I did tell you that you know I do um, facilitate uh, for a radio masterclass platform, but I have a background in radio, and I know a lot of people in radio who have stories to tell, but they've usually been on the other side of the seat. They're the ones asking the questions, and... Nobody's Mm -hmm. actually asking them about their own stories and how they came in and how they perceive, you know, the radio space. And as I created the Tony Doe podcast, to have these conversations with these people whose um, input or whose contributions to each episode were going to serve as lifetime nuggets. And I keep finding spaces and situations and conversations or on social media where I can just pull up an episode again and be like, you know what, we talked about this here. Um, my first episode features a very, um, very notable um, radio consultant and the person of Valerie Geller. I've been following her since um, 2010, thereabouts. And a lot of what I was applying to myself on radio, you know, were things I took from her book, creating um creative creating powerful radio and then there's beyond powerful radio so um getting on the podcast was you know was sort of exciting because one she's busy right and traveling around the world uh, talking to different um, people i mean over 150 stations and then god knows how many thousands of people she's spoken with and then i reached out and she's like good do you use whatsapp let's have a conversation and i'm like like that just like that she's wow. like yes why so we had this uh we had this you know back and forth for about a week and i was able to put the episode together and it's it's still my most listened to episode because she came with everything um i thought i could shock her with the way we were doing radio here <laughs> uh you know I, I got some of my former colleagues who were still active on radio to throw questions at me that i could throw at her and see whether we'll throw off you know if we through her balance and you know she came with answers that were practical and they took these answers and then applied them and they came back and said nah she has to be the best thing and we have to find a way to get her down to lagos nigeria soon 
So, you know, I did that. And then I had conversations with other colleagues as well. Um, I also spoke with Mike McVeigh, who's also been 40 years deep in radio. And um, wow. yeah, I, I brought them in to like um, strike a balance so that, you know, I'm having conversations with people in my space and in my time. And then having perspectives from international broadcasters who who've probably seen it all and are still very involved with what's happening today struck sure. the balance for me. And I just enjoy sharing those episodes over and over and over again. Yeah, man, there's something special. I, I talk about this a lot until I'm blue in the face, but you know, there's uh there's something really special about podcasting that's different than radio. And I think mm-hmm. it is probably a cohesive space that we as humans share with our relationship on reality TV. You know, where we think there's there's not uh, obviously we know now that reality TV is is bullshit. But scripted, yeah. Yeah, it's it's just good attention, right? But we look at like a Kim Kardashian show or um, you know, all those bachelor shows and all that stuff that people consume, where we like to be the fly on the wall. It's one mm-hmm. of our it's this weird human interaction that we have where, you know, we like to be at our arm's length and we like to watch and judge and laugh and cry and but we don't like to be that person usually. That's why you mm-hmm. talk to a lot of people that mm-hmm. are fans of podcast and reality TV shows, but when you ask them, you're like, hey, man, would you ever go on a podcast? You're like, oh, no, 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 no. No, I don't want to. I don't yeah, want to talk. Yeah. I meet a lot of them. <laughs> right. Exactly. So many. But everyone so likes ready. everyone likes to be the fly on the wall and just the person that's listening yeah. intently. And when you actually do get on this side and you start talking with people, some of the best relationships I've I've had with people that I've never met before. You know, someone like yourself where, I mean, you're in Nigeria, man. Like, I'm in Florida. Mm-hmm. Like, that's cool that we can we can talk and do these things where, you know, back in the day with radio, as you know, being in the industry is if you weren't in that bubble, that radio Space. bubble, yeah, right, you, you couldn't interact and you couldn't not only interact with people, but mm. people wouldn't even be able to listen to your show if True. you weren't in that bubble. True. And here we are across the world from each other and anybody in the world could download this episode and watch it or listen to it from their phone. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's crazy, man. It's Amazing. a wild time Tech- we're in. Technology. Yeah. Dude, funny enough, I dreamed about this, dreamed about it, you know, for the longest time. Um, about me? Because some of the stations I listen to, um, the state, okay, I have this, um, I have cousins who used to um, record radio shows in the UK and then send the cassettes. Wait, they, they recorded him cassettes? And I would listen to these shows and listen. Yes, yeah, so, you know, like off-air dubs from their, <laughs> their cassette recorders. You know, they record the radio shows and then put them in, you know, cases and then send them to me. And it was always fascinating for me, you know, comparing what we were doing here, what people were doing then. I was always like, what would it be like to be in the same room with this presenter and I'm hosting the show and he's hosting the show. And, yeah. and I think the first time... I saw the possibilities of these sort of collaborations. It happened when uh, I got featured on a rap song sometime in 2007. And um, somebody found me on MySpace. Uh, I used to do a bit of recording back in the day. And he had this grand idea of doing a, a, a 
like a global theme song about global unity and he was trying to get mcs or rappers from each continent and then he found me on myspace and said you know he wanted me to represent the continent and i was sort of excited so he sent me email um sent me the beat and wow it was an interesting journey and i was just like here i am sitting in front of my laptop reading a mail from somebody who says we can actually do a song together without being in the same room and he sent me the instrumentals sends me his acapella and then he tells me you know what just do your thing for 16 bars um you know write your write your bars um spit your verse send me the acapella and i'll oh. do the rest and he did that for everybody else and we were six of us on that song and in three weeks um he put it together um sent me a copy and i remember actually playing it on radio that morning because i was on breakfast show and you know i told people that believe it or not we are all in different places on this song i actually recorded my verse sitting on my office desk in an equity room with a really terrible microphone it was a table mic you know like plugged into the laptop but you know we had a bit of skill so i had a way to you know work in post to boost my voice a bit yeah and you know we were in different places different studios i made new friends you know that era and I think one of us is still very, very active in the in the hip hop space. He does a lot of live, uh, live performances around the world. He was in Ghana, you know, just in December, and it just opened my mind to the possibilities of what we could do with what we had mm. if you know we took those chances and look at what we're doing now. And yeah, here it's, we are. Yeah, man, it's 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 crazy, and in such a short amount of time too. You know, people don't understand that. Yeah. You know, podcasting is very new, obviously, and social media is even newer. Where you know, social mm -hmm. media itself is only two decades old, twenty years, and you know, now we're at the point to where, like, TikTok is the new YouTube, which mm. is gnarly to think that YouTube is so new, and everyone's on YouTube, but now. I, I posted this video. I don't know if you saw it, but I read this article from Inc.com saying that TikTok just surpassed Google as the number one search engine. Search engine. I saw it. I saw it earlier. Holy mother. That's a big deal, man. I, I, it is, but I don't know how they're doing it. I, I really don't know how to use TikTok. <laughs> it's, I don't. It is, it, it is an acquired taste for sure. But I think with that, fair, <laughs> that article fares, fair, that article fails to mention is that mm -hmm. um, it's not necessarily 8 billion people on earth that are doing it. It's only a certain generation of people. And that generation is the Gen Z, you know, and True. a little bit of millennials. So people like me, I mean, I'm over 37. I'm not using TikTok to search. But the vast majority of human beings with cell phones are the Gen Z's. They have more I think I should have this conversation with my niece. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah. I should have the conversation with my niece. She's uh, she's sixteen, and um, she she knows she knows how to work around these things these days. So I'll ask yeah. her. Yeah, and um, yeah, yeah be, I'll I'll make be, an be, interesting topic. Yeah, I'd be curious to know. And also, too, you look at like your screen yeah. time. I'm on TikTok maybe a couple hours a day, but I I've I've met okay. a lot of people that are on TikTok a total of six to eight hours per day. That's a lot of time. And it is. while I don't have the time to do that type of shit, I could see how it's 
it's consuming and it's easy to consume. And then you look at like even me, I'm only on TikTok an hour a day total. But mm. how how much am I on Google per day? It's not an hour. Mm. Right? So really, if you think yeah. about the analytics of it, it's kind of believable that TikToks are past them because we're not, we're just not on Google as much as we were even five, five, 10 years ago, where if you search True. for something and you want to know how to, I don't know, change your radiator in your car, you go to YouTube, right? You don't really do a Google search. You probably go to YouTube because you know there's going to be a tutorial. So I think because people are already on TikTok so much as it is, now they're just searching for stuff on TikTok. And um, we just don't think about it, I think, because everyone's on it. But, I mean, it was the most downloadable and usable app the past three years in a row. It's wow, unbelievable. It's huge. Yeah. And it also, you know, it, it makes me think, Tony, what do you think about this? Is, you know, we obviously dealt with the pandemic a lot differently, both of our countries. And yeah. I don't think that social media would be as popular if the pandemic didn't happen. Like um, from yeah. Your, from your country, I mean, how, what's your perspective on that? Because for me, we um, were all stuck at home and, you know, we had nothing yeah, to do. Yeah, right? it was so, the same thing. Yeah. It was the same thing. Interestingly, um, I'd gone back to radio in 2019. Um, I was um, programs manager for a radio station somewhere in the southeast Mm. which is far from where I actually live. And, you know, we were doing something really experimental with um, how we were, you know, reaching the community with the radio station. It's um, it's sort of like a hybrid station. It's a commercial station, but rooted in community and um, other activities. And um, when the pandemic struck, it changed a lot of things. Fortunately, one of the things um, I did while I was there was ensure that we had a strong digital presence because um, the parent station, um, the parent company that owns the station is in Lagos here, but we have like um, stations in Onicha, Port Harcourt, Kanu, Abuja. And um, I wanted a situation where those of us in Onicha, where I was, were just as competitive as the other stations in Kanu, Abuja, and Co. And Lagos was very big because the version of the station I was working with in Lagos is still number one to this day here in Lagos, and probably wow. number one around, you know, around the nation as well. So I was hoping to make Onicha the exact, uh, you know, replica of what we were doing in Lagos. And the only way to actually even make that happen was to ensure that people outside the state, people outside the transmission reach could actually listen to us as well mm. so um we didn't have a, a, a live stream at the time but when i got in we eventually got one i got some of the you know really great portions of the shows and um turned them into on-demand versions where people could go back and listen again so that's great by the time the pandemic hit you know things were really that bad so many of us were working remotely and then having to put our skills together you know, to utilize um, the digital assets we had to have a digital presence. And that's where social media came in. We kept letting people know what we were doing, how we were doing it, and, you know, it sort of worked. Yeah, it's it's, it's quite powerful, uh, not just social media itself, but, I mean, just the growth of it and what we're able to do and what we can do to connect with other people. 
and uh, it's it's definitely uh, it's been powerful for sure, at least here over the states. And I could see the growth and the potential of it, um, but it also is kind of dangerous as well. You know that as much as we're spending time on these devices and we're spending time doing all the stuff, uh, there's so many pros, but there's also just as many cons. And I don't know if it's going to be like we're not going to know how this study goes. We're all kind of these lab rats, you know, <laughs> using these devices. And uh, in 20 years, they're going to go back and say, oh, well, these devices did this to this human population. These devices did that to this human population. And I guess we'll know then if it was <laughs> if it was a good thing or a bad thing. But OK, let's take a quick break to thank today's sponsor. So if you ever wonder what I use for my podcast or even my YouTube channel, I'll give you the secret. You ready? Ecamm Live. If you actually need a platform that allows you to add overlays, sounds, fonts, and so much more to your video stream while seamlessly letting you go live on all your favorite social media apps like YouTube and Facebook, look no further. Ecamm Live is the only software that you'll need to upgrade your podcast, music sessions, video tutorials, or even your webcam meetings. You can actually try out Ecamm Live completely risk-free for 14 days by checking out the episode notes below and click that little link to download it right to your Mac. Have fun, creators. And again, check out the episode notes for the 14-day free trial. You're literally, uh, I don't even know how many miles. What is it, like 10,000 miles or something crazy? <laughs> about that. Yeah. About that. It's a while. So the fact that we're able to have this with only one power outage, it's not horrible. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> but I didn't, even, I didn't even realize, man. So we're at... Uh, we're at 33 minutes already. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, time's flying. But I got another podcast here in about 20 minutes. Uh, but I, I would definitely, Whoa. I would definitely love to to have you back on. We got a lot more. I'm sure we could talk about. Um, or you know, okay. if depending on how your episodes go, I'd love to hop on your show as well. And you know, you can uh, you can take rain. And if there's any value I could bring to your listeners, uh, you know, that'd be great as well. Um, awesome. But uh, I'm definitely curious. The one thing I wanted to uh, go, what I'd like to do to, to ask all my guests before they leave <clears throat> is okay. what is one thing um, that you've learned this year that has made you a better human? It could one be anything. One thing that I've learned this yeah. year. Um, we're only 20, 20 days into the new year, so <laughs> I'm learning different things. Well, let's see. One thing this year that I've learned um, has made me a better person, gratitude. Mm. Um, I haven't had time to reflect on the really good things that have happened to me since the pandemic. And then just being able to soak all that in just as we were getting into the new year, was um, it was refreshing. Mm. Um, I've been hard on myself for a bit. I've been hard on my family, and I I got married um, almost eleven years ago. So December marked my tenth anniversary, and then not knowing it had been that long was really something to reflect on because wow. you know it wasn't the easiest of circumstances. We have three kids, three wonderful kids, but we we got to a point where we really needed to start learning each other again and then making it to that 10th um, year mark. There was a lot to be grateful for. Um, I didn't have any um, templates or mm. platforms to learn from. My parents were married. So uh, it was a whole, it's a, it's, it's a very 
fresh experience for me and even from people who, you know, I looked up to hearing their own challenges and I'm like, oh, okay, so that means mine, there's nothing wrong with mine, their mind's good. So right. gratitude, gratitude really, you know. Tony, that's great, man. What a, what a great piece of advice because I think we can all take a look at that and we can all be grateful, you know, especially um, here in the States. You know, I, I started this podcast by saying a lot of the information we get is bullshit. And I think a lot of that has to do with, uh, at least here in, in the United States, we're very, we're very selfish and we want everything right away. And when we don't get it, we get irritated and we take out our aggressions on people that either have the things we want or don't have the things that we have, and we like to rub it in their face. That's usually the two things that America's really great at. And I think if we all can all just sit back and say, forget about the materialistic stuff, forget about everything you think you want and all that stuff. If you could just understand what you have and just be grateful for that, mm. everything else works out. Because as you get older, you start to realize that all the stuff around us is just all a bunch of temporary bullshit. True. You know, it's it's true. I, I forget what comedian true. I forget what comedian said it, but I think it was Jerry Seinfeld actually. And he goes, okay. everything that we own, every single mm. piece of materialistic thing that we have is just mm. one step closer to being trash. Right? Like we, there's there's evolution, there's no an lie. evolution of each item. So like the camera that I'm using, eventually that is going to be garbage, whether that's five years or 10 years from now, each item has like an evolutionary step and it first True. starts in the house and then it ends up being mm -hmm. in the cabinet or the cupboard or a drawer. Mm -hmm. And then maybe it's a big tote. Maybe it ends up in the garage. Mm -hmm. And then next thing you know, it's in a mm -hmm. landfill. Like there's everything's trash. It's just, it's a slow True. process to become trash. <laughs> True. If you could just think of it like totally. that, you know, and, and just uh, totally. look around. And I love what you said about marriage because there's a lot of people that don't have it as good as, as you might have it. And, but uh, oh, yeah, cool. if, if you could just be grateful for what you got, man, I think that's the key. Yep, it is. So, well, that's great, man. Listen, it was Tony, it was good to get to know you. And uh, thanks so much for, the time, I know it's uh, it's not easy with the six-hour time change, so I appreciate you. Appreciate you, too. Thanks for having me on. No, absolutely, man. Awesome. We'll, we'll do it again. Keep up the good work. And uh, it's very exciting yeah. to understand that you're educating the community and, and keeping everyone motivated. So keep doing what you're doing, man. Keep your head up, and uh, let's keep connected for sure. Will do. Thanks so much, T. Have a good weekend, buddy. Oh, hey there. First of all, thanks for making it to the end of this video. Not a lot of people do, according to the YouTube analytics, but I, I do want to say thanks for listening to this. There's some more episodes if you want to check those out, and they're all just as good. But if you haven't already, make sure you subscribe to the channel. Check out those timestamps below to reference uh, some of the topics I talked about, as well as some discount links to some of our sponsors and affiliates. But uh, thanks for listening to this episode, and uh, we'll see you next time.